Before I jump into today's show, I'm fascinated with the thread that links top performers, those who succeed from those who don't. The single biggest indicator as to whether a roadman coaching client hits their goals or not, it's whether they use a power meter. As a coach, it gives me access to a world of data. Coaching without a power meter, it's like going out sailing without a compass. The brand I've used for a decade and the one I recommend to clients every day of the week is Stages. And I'm super happy to now have Stages as a show sponsor. It's water resistant, plus or minus 1.5% accuracy, 200 hours battery life off a single coin cell battery and handmade in Boulder, Colorado. I'm trusting Stages. I have for over a decade and the best in the world have trusted it, including five Tour de France victories and counting. If you head over to stagescycling.com and use code ROADMAN at checkout, that's going to get you 20% off full price parameters and factory install service. That's stagescycling.com and use the code ROADMAN at checkout. It's episode 563 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast and I want to talk to you about my last race of the season. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this, how do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. I hope this finds you well. So the curtain is coming down on my 2022 season and at one stage it didn't really look like I was going to have much of a 2022 season, let's be honest. I've used this podcast as a diary nearly to document my thoughts on racing, my fitness, to put things out there when I'm going for them as goals and to bring you along the journey with me and it's honestly so much fun, it's so motivating and I know from the feedback I'm getting that it's so motivating for a lot of you guys. Not all of you guys, it annoys the shit out of some of you probably, but for a portion of you guys you're drawing some motivation or inspiration from the races and the training and the travel that I've been doing the past few months in the season. So I had the plan to get back into it and this is rewind to probably three weeks before the Rift race over in Iceland. I wanted to get back into it. I said I it was a podcast with Jeremiah Bishop and he's been a multiple US mountain bike champion and had some crazy adventures but he dropped one expression in that podcast and it was an alarm went off in my head and honestly after he said it it was like a grenade went off that I was just blank. I was shell-shocked. I wasn't listening to anything else he said. He's, he's in his late 40s, as far as I know, and has had an unbelievable amount of seasons and still racing as a professional. And he said to me, the key to longevity in the sport, it's new challenges. So you don't compare the challenge you're having now and benchmark it against previous experiences. So not going back to the same races that you have previously. And I was just like, boom. Because the thoughts of me going back to do a race that I've completed five, six, seven, in some cases 10 times, it wasn't motivating me to throw my leg over the bike. It wasn't motivating me to to put on the back shelf time with Sarah, time with family, other pursuits. But as soon as he said that, it planted a seed. And that seed germinated real fast. I announced pretty soon after to you guys that I wanted to get back into it. It was two, three weeks before the rift. I got onto the organizer and I begged and I promised him, hey, I'll give you so much coverage on the podcast. Just please give me an entry. I know it's closed. And he was good enough to give me an entry over to Iceland. I went over vastly unprepared and that was it. 
I was hooked. And I had to get back into it instantly because I just have always hated that culture of, I'll start on Monday. I'll make it my New Year resolution. I never like to leave the site of a good idea without taking some action. There's a quote that I love, small deeds done are better than great deeds planned. And I've tried to live my life by that, that a small deed done right now is way better than a grand plan to have this amazing 2023. I knew I wasn't going to be in the sort of condition I had when I was racing regularly. But you know what? I was okay with that. I'm just getting back started and it's a process. It takes time. I'm not that judgmental of where my fitness was, where I am now, or comparisons to where I was when I was riding my bike full time. To motivate me and to stop these old comparisons, I chose to open my mind to new cycling experiences. Races I've never ridden, indoor training, riding on gravel for the first time, ultra biking, bike backpacking. Like, I've never done any of this stuff. I was so hung up. This is the guy who was racing near the Grand Canyon and had a criterium, like, I think the day after. And didn't take my recovery ride, didn't like stretch it out an extra 20 minutes to take in the view of the Grand Canyon because I thought it would compromise my pre-race recovery opener ride. So that's what you're dealing with, like a level of OCD that I thought, I viewed everything through a binary lens. Is this going to make it more likely or less likely that I will win bike races? And if it was less likely, I didn't do it. I ran relationships through that. I ran, you know, trivial stuff like walking to the grocery shop, going to the cinema, celebrating a friend's birthday. It was a ruthless lens and it didn't bring me much happiness. But now this time it's totally, totally different. Like going bike packing on the recent Chamois Time Tour with Aaron all the way across Spain. Like there's no lens that you go, oh, well, that's definitely good training. We're riding 220 kilometers a day, lugging laptops and microphones and luggage up you know, to call the tourmalay. It was massively taking speed out of my legs. No doubt about it. It was not making me a better bike racer, but it enriched me no end. Same with indoor training. For a long time, I'd close the door on that and said, I am not indoor training. And I said, it's a computer game. It's for geeks. But I opened my mind to it and I absolutely love it. I've just jumped off the indoor bike uh, just before recording this podcast, and I love it. My motivation to train is higher right now than at any point I can remember, save maybe when I was getting started right at the beginning of the journey in UCD and you know didn't know what lay ahead. Could I get a pro contract? Could I win a stage somewhere in a big race? Could I even go world tour, ride the Tour de France? You just don't know at those early points. You're making progress so fast, and every training session you do, you seem to be getting better and the ceiling is nowhere in sight and then all of a sudden you hit the ceiling and then that's when the wheels start to come off. So right now I'm, I'm look, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm far from my previous best condition but honestly the legs are coming back and the legs are coming back faster than I thought they would. Just before going out to Badlands I did an FTP on the indoor on the Watt bike so 20 minutes just full gas on the Watt bike and I hit 388 watts for 20 minutes average. Look, it's not what it was back in the day, but it's also not terrible. Now, my weight is the limiter for me at the moment. I'm north of 80 kilograms, but that's dropping as well. Power's gone up, weight is coming down, and the recent Chamois Time Tour definitely took an extra few kilograms off that. So everything's going in the right direction. And because of that, I've started to plan roughly what next season looks like. I'm letting myself daydream as to what this new adventure and challenge looks like and i want to ride a mix of road mountain bike gravel ultra bike packing 
Like Badlands, that's a must. I have to go back because there's an itch to scratch there. I've talked to David, the organizer, and that's something I'm definitely going to do. There's a gravel race in Finland that looks pretty awesome. I'm The migration gravel race in Kenya looks pretty likely for me right now. And then on the road, who knows? I'd love to go back and ride another Ross. I always said I'd finish on 10 Ross. It's our local Tour of Ireland race. It's a kind of a pro-am race. I've ridden eight of them. It'd be brilliant to finish on 10. Ross Moon, another race. You know, I have amazing memories there from winning the Queen stage down there, and I'd love to go back again. And then just totally different stuff. Like the Chamois Tour 2022 was experimental, but we definitely going to roll that out and do a 2023 edition of myself and Aaron. Uh, we'll probably be joined by one or two more similar ability riders and just cover a bit more distance, but still have the same ethos of fun, having a laugh, not taking ourselves too serious, stopping for beers. Unbelievable. One of the best weeks I've ever had on the bike. I haven't talked much about the US yet, but it would be a dream to head out for maybe Unbound and Leadville. They're two just bucket list races for me, but I haven't talked much about them or definitely haven't confirmed them for 2023. But before all that, I've one race left this season. I'm heading up this Saturday to a local gravel race here, the Lakeland Gravel Grinder in Fermanagh. It is going to be 100 kilometers on the big dog, winding its way through the Balintempo Forest. It's 1880 meters in elevation, and it's going to wind its way through seven UNESCO heritage forests. And that's over the course of an 84% gravel ride with 16% tracks. I'm really looking forward to it. It's this coming Saturday. It's only a couple of hours drive from my house. But the part I'm looking forward to most, Sarah's actually going to make her racing debut, which is going to be so much fun for me because we've never done a bike race together. So I'm looking forward to her kind of flapping around and pinning numbers on and trying to figure out, you know, how to fill bottles and pump tires and make the start on time and making all those newbie mistakes that I made at the very start. I've, as you know, I've had a lot of problems with my Canyon Grail this season. Now, Canyon, when I got the bike, I got it during lockdown. It was, it, it's a brilliant bike. It was a great price. But when something goes wrong, Canyon, they're not the easiest lads in the world to get a hold of. It's not like just rocking into your local bike shop. And the problems with my bike, they run a little bit deeper than just the broken DI2. Honestly, I just chose the wrong bike. I didn't put enough research into it. I was a total gravel newbie and I just wanted something fast. The hover bar setup is a total disaster. It's the double handle bar thing I'm talking about on the front. Like, it's hard to travel with. It doesn't pack very well into my bike bag. Difficult to get bike computer mounts for it. You have to get custom ones off Canyon. You can't mount lights for shit. I tried to mount lights at Badlands. and You also can't mount a bar bag on it because of the double handle bar. The bar bag hangs too low and rubs off your front wheel. So I had to get rid of the Canyon. I really just wanted to get rid of it. And I was kind of holding on, hoping I would get a bike sponsor on the podcast, but it hasn't happened as of yet. So I've gone out and I've had to burst the bank for something that I know won't let me down because I've chosen a bike from a local manufacturer, 51. Now it's a small company, but it has amazing rep, both locally and it's a rep that's grown fast internationally. It's a really cool little bespoke bike. I've gone with one called the 51 Assassin. It's black on black. I'm going to do a full podcast review on the bike. I actually haven't swung my leg over it yet, but when I get my leg over it for an extended period of time, I'm going to bring it back and I'll do a full review of the bike, let you know if it's something worth checking out. And yes, for those of you asking, I have indeed ditched the electrics. On this one, I've reverted back to a mechanical GRX and a stage's non-drive side 
crank and that's going to be the setup i'll run this weekend as soon as i get the bike it should be tomorrow hopefully uh well it'll have to be tomorrow or i won't be racing at the weekend uh i'll pick it up tomorrow and i will get a picture up on instagram over on roadman.cycling if you want to follow me over there but that's it road man it's exciting times in the gravel world at the moment and i'm really excited to be a part of it I just couldn't resist the urge to, I, I suppose I had too much to say this week. That's why I wanted to just monopoli- monopolize the podcast and not bring on guests this week. I haven't had a week of solo casts in a long, long time. And just alone with my thoughts for a long time in the chamois time tour. And I said, like, when I get back in front of the microphone, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. So that's what this week has really been about. But we've some really exciting interviews coming up next week. So please do stay tuned for those. Ride safe, and I'm going to be back tomorrow with Sarah and Newbie Questions. Chat to you then, Roadman. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family, and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.